Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Headlines today. President Joe Biden addresses the nation as it relates to Afghanistan. Nearly 20 years after 9-11, U.S. troops will be out of Afghanistan by August 30th. Uh, Looks like they will actually beat that date as well. Is it the right move? Is it the wrong move? What's in the best interest of the country? Let's dig in. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As I mentioned, President Biden uh, gave an update today on the continuing U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan and answered a lot of the questions around what would happen uh, to Afghanistan, what would happen to the current government, uh, what would the Taliban do next, and in particular, something we've been following closely here on Inside Sources is uh, what happens to those that have been so helpful to the U.S., translators, guides, contractors that have been part of that operation. What happens to them as the Taliban continues to stretch its strength and uh, take over uh, many towns and uh, areas of the country? Uh, so the president took to the, the podium today uh, to address a lot of these things. So let's begin with an update on uh, dealing with these translators, contractors, guides that were helpful to U.S. forces. Uh, of course, a lot of them are now seeking special immigrant visas, and uh, that is not a fast process. They've been looking for ways to change that, but here's what the president had to say. We've already dramatically accelerated the procedure uh, time for special immigrant visas to bring them to the United States. Since I was inaugurated on January 20th, we've already approved 2,500 special immigrant visas to come to the United States. Up to now, fewer than half have exercised their right to do that. Half have gotten on aircraft and commercial flights and come, and other halves believe they want to stay, at least thus far. We're working closely with Congress to change the authorization legislation so that we can streamline the process of approving those visas. I expect that we'll see a lot of that uh, begin next week when both the House and the Senate are uh, back in session in Washington, D.C. I think there'll be a lot of calls to accelerate those programs, as the president mentioned, uh, to make sure that those that have been helpful to the United States operations in Afghanistan are able to get those visas and get through that paperwork. The president went on to say that uh, they've already begun to relocate 
some of the Afghan citizens, uh, again, stating that they are obviously welcome. Uh, some are choosing to, uh, to go to other countries as well. And this, uh, starting this month, we're going to begin to re, re, reloc- we're going to be- begin relocation flights for Afghanistan SIV applicants uh, uh, and their families who choose to leave. We have a point person in the White House and at the State Department-led task force coordinating all these efforts. But our message to those women and men is clear. There is a home for you in the United States if you so choose, and we will stand with you just as you stood with us. Very important message, I think, from the president today, Uh, again, for those who have been so helpful to the U.S. forces in Afghanistan, uh, that they have a place, whether that's in the U.S. or whether they choose somewhere else. The president concluding saying that you stood with us, we will stand with you uh, as everything moves forward. The president also went on to talk about uh, other areas and other aspects of the operations in Afghanistan. Uh, The president said that uh, one more year fighting in Afghanistan is uh, not a solution and really that the future of the country has to be in the hands of the Afghani people and the Afghanistan government. Nearly 20 years of experience has shown us that the current security situation only confirms that just one more year of fighting in Afghanistan is not a solution, but a recipe for being there indefinitely. It's up to the Afghans to make the decision about the future of their country. The president also uh, was quick to point out that he inherited a deal with the Taliban uh, to withdraw the U.S. forces by May of this year. The Taliban was at its strongest mil- is at its strongest militarily since 2001. The number of U.S. forces in Afghanistan had been reduced to a bare minimum, and the United States and the last administration made an agreement that they to with the Taliban to remove all our forces by May one. Of this past of this year, that's what I inherited. Uh, the president went on to say uh, and to emphasize that uh, the U.S. went into Afghanistan in the beginning not to do nation building, uh, but to meet a particular threat. He went on to point out that there are new threats that have emerged over the last twenty years that have grown well beyond Afghanistan that require our focus and attention. We need to meet the threats where they are today. Today, the terrorist threat has metastasized beyond Afghanistan. So we are repositioning our resources and adapting our counterterrorism posture to meet the threats where they are now, significantly higher in South Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. But make no mistake, our military and intelligence leaders are confident they have the capabilities to protect the homeland and our interests from any resurgent terrorist challenge emerging or emanating from Afghanistan. President Biden went on to thank all the men and women uh, for their service and for their sacrifice. Uh, Very important that he paused uh, to reflect on all of those who have uh, sacrificed much, uh, some that have sacrificed all uh, in Afghanistan. Pursuing the terrorist threat through some of the most unforgiving terrain on the planet. I've been almost throughout that entire country. Ensuring there hasn't been another attack on the homeland from Afghanistan for the last 20 years. Taking out bin Laden. I want to thank you all for your service and the the dedication to the mission so many of you have given. And to the sacrifices that you and your families have made over the long course of this war. We'll never forget 
those who gave the last full measure of devotion for their country in Afghanistan, nor those whose lives have been immeasurably altered by wounds sustained in the service of their country. We're ending America's longest war, but we'll always, always honor the bravery of the American patriots who served it. Very important, I think, for the president, regardless of your feeling uh, politically about the president or about the operation in Afghanistan, which, of course, has transcended uh, Republican and Democratic administrations. Uh, important for him to acknowledge those who sacrificed much and those who sacrificed all uh, for the country. Finally, the president, uh, as he wrapped up his remarks, he took a few questions from the press. The president was asked uh, if it's true that the Afghanistan government will fall swiftly. And here's his response. Uh, Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They did not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. So, again, that's uh, the president just being a little defensive there in terms of uh, the future of Afghanistan, whether that government will fall swiftly under the Taliban uh, or not. That remains to be seen. But I do think it's important, uh, some important things that came out of there, absolutely vital that we are taking care of those uh, Afghanis who stood with the U.S. throughout this operation, translators, contractors, guides, uh, important work there. I think that was probably the most important thing that the president shared. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of areas where we still need to have attention and we need to have real debate. And I hope that debate happens uh, in front of the American people on the floor of the House and the Senate, that they assert their rightful role as it comes to these kinds of military action, uh, because that's where we ultimately have to get if we want to make sure that we remain strong uh, home and abroad and that our security interests are met. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.